Well, hallelujah, this is January 17th, 2014. My name is Michael Basham, and welcome to the latest broadcast of the Spirit Wars. And I have a few interesting things to report here. The more I learn about the New World Order and the arisal, the rising, the arrival of the beast one world government system, the more I take note of my faith in the Mo letters, in the words of David, those very controversial words. And just today I found a very, very interesting thing in a letter called System Survival and another one called Super Dupers. And it just discusses the history of uh, communism, um, the tribulation, how Christians will survive in the tribulation. And um, the first letter was dated January 20th, 1981, exactly 13 years, no, 33 years ago? No. Yeah, 33 years ago. That's a nice Masonic number for y'all. Or a Christian number. And the other letter is called System Survival. It is from 1984, another good year. And what we're going to do is we're going to read uh, just just little clippets of these. You can find them all online. Um, they're out there. But um, I was telling my dear brother today, these things are practically unheard of. Very hard to find. Just because you'll never read them unless somebody tells you about them. And practically nobody is going to tell you about them. I mean, if this is the Book of Mormon or some Jehovah's Witness thing or... Falun Gong or Scientology, at least you're bound to come across somebody that's going to tell you to read it, but <laughs> you know, this stuff even the really hardcore people don't tell anybody about this information so I'm not just doing this to be some freak I'm actually just doing what I wish other people had done for me and that is share the Mo letters publicly so in my little corner of the internet, I'm going to do just that. And hopefully, we will polish this thing off, this podcast, this channel, and make it more palatable to a wider audience. But, you know, I'm pretty happy with it, just the way it is. I just, I like the fact that it's available, and when people are looking for information about the tribulation, they can find us. So, we're going to first talk about the the super dupers and the serfs and what is this and it's a very amazing picture about the the end time on it i'm gonna cause that to be the the front cover picture of this video and you see the 666 chip and the antichrist preaching and these plagues and locusts and creatures and wow there's a there's even a picture of the nuclear power plants melting down. Now that is very interesting. I mean, that wasn't really happening yet. Even back then, I don't think... Was that before Chernobyl? I think so. So, uh, 1981, you know, pretty sure. So, alright, here we go. So, 
the coming generation is going to be divided into virtually just two classes. No longer the upper class, middle class, and lower class. No longer the upper rich class and the middle smart know-it-all class of technicians and the dumb lower class of manual laborers, the uneducated, but in virtually just two classes. The people who know it all and understand all the high technology and electronics and all, and the people who don't. The scientists and engineers will be virtually a super race who know and understand all this machinery and can run it and fix it and invent it and create it. Then there will be the dumb serfs or slaves who know little or nothing and have no education in it and are just going to be the manual laborers and who will be almost like slaves and robots. And uh, now in 2014, I can tell you that they are going to be robots. Now the, the idea was to make everybody kind of um, uh, just like zombies first with the iPhone and everything. And then after that comes the actual doing away with that class of people and just bringing people into uh, basically the, the robots will take over most of the jobs. Already cars are just becoming all automated. Um, military will be all robots like Terminators. And, uh, you know, humans are being systematically taken out of the equation. So that's the technocrats' goal. And that's another reason these Mo letters are so prophetic is that, I mean, you hear the word technocrat spoken by so many people now. And this is a term that is used by eugenicists and elite people back in the day. But obviously David Berg was aware in reading these kind of these white papers because he, he was aware of this stuff way, way ahead of most people. So worth taking a look at his predictions, his uh, connection to the Lord. Because while you know this stuff, it's sort of like Alex Jones just reports this thing, this, this whole rival of the New World Order. He doesn't have such a connection with God all the time. But uh, the beauty of um, Mo, you know, the whole David Berg family system for 40 years was that he was very much separated from all the, the busyness of, uh, of running a revolution and just having time to hear from God. And the people that I met that knew him were just, they had a lot to say about his, about his spirituality. And still human, you know, full of faults and everything, but... Anyway, let's let's continue on. This sounds a lot like the Antichrist kingdom, a race of supermen who understand the image of the beast, and then the serfs and the slaves who don't, and over whom they rule, and who do all the manual menial, menial labor, like serfs. So, very, very interesting. All right, now we're going to skip down a little bit. It's interesting how it points out how these... Um, these supers, the, the super class, who have this high level technological understanding, are likened to the magicians, the king's magicians, the king's sorcerers, who the kings are going to use to run their empires, and which the Antichrist is going to use to run his. If you're not one of the engineers who knows how and knows everything, you don't get an engineering education and a scientific education to become one of these engineers and inventors and operators of the machinery. You're going to be one of the menial, hard-working manual laborers. Okay, we already read that. That's that's the uh, advice and counsel of this this uh, guy in this documentary that they were 
reviewing. Wow. And then um, I'm just kind of skimming through this here, but it's describing what it's going to be like when the Antichrist rises to power and how it's going to be illegal to be a Christian. All religion will be outlawed. And the three and a half years um, of the first half of his kingdom will be relatively peaceful, but then the second three and a half years will be where he wages war against the saints. And um, even, and this is David Berg talking, he says, I believe that even in the first half of the Antichrist kingdom, there's going to probably not be too much witnessing or litnessing and full-time missionaries anymore. It's going to be discouraged, even as it is today in more secular societies such as the communist countries. There's no witnessing or litnessing in communist society. It's virtually completely banned. Although their constitution supposedly guarantees them freedom of religion, they suppress it just the same. There's not the practice. It's the theory, but not the practice. And if anything, I believe that the Antichrist government is going to be probably world communism, world communist government, or at least that's now the basics of it. Along with even American materialism, which is just as bad a religion, the worship of things. Both communism and capitalism are materialistic. Our materialism and the worship of the material, the things of the earth. So, anyway, let's just skip a little bit more. A type of high-technology job will put you in a good position of good income and all of the comforts that it promises, although it can't, it can't guarantee it, so that you become one of the technological aristocrats, or the technocrats, who will be running the world now. Right now, it's already started. Amazing. Technocrat. A technocrat. Technical aristocrat. That's I never even put that together until now. I've read this long ago, but I just forgot it. I mean, this is the kind of word that Alex Jones uses a lot. But amazing to just hear it. So, um, in the Soviet Union, the engineers of the super race, the super class, who are tremendously in demand, and which Russia is creating at a much faster rate and speed and in far greater numbers than Western society. The Western society has had skills and the money and everything they needed to create what they're now creating, inventing and manufacturing, but they're running out of brains. They're inventing more machinery and electronic gear than they are creating or training engineers to repair. The inventors have invented monsters that they won't have enough brains around to control soon because Western society has not trained its children in high technology as they should have if they wanted to exceed Russian technology. Therefore, Russians are rapidly overtaking and, in fact, have already passed up the West in technology and in technocrats, engineers, and people who know how to not only make machines and run them, but also repair them, and designers to design new machines, etc. So that the new technocracy is going to be definitely a technocracy ruled by the technocrats who know the sciences and the electronics and the mechanics of the highly technical society that is coming, and which is of course already here, but will be largely devastated by the war temporarily, but then will probably be revived in order to revive society and the world as a whole under the Antichrist. They'll probably use this high technology to restore the world and revive it to some extent, because the old has been almost swept away, and then they will need the new 
So it's needed now, and it will be needed probably during the first part of the Antichrist reign. And people who know, have that education and those skills and that knowledge, will be the super race. We're going to be running the world. They're already running it now, and they'll be running it more and more as time goes on. And that is true, and this is happening. All right. Um, I'm going to just throw in a clip here when I'm done with these letters, uh, a latest Alex Jones interview discussing this technocracy. And he very pointedly calls it the breakaway civilization. So it's quite interesting to, to see something from 30 years ago just be so accurate and so, so just important for today. 33 years ago, sorry. And using all the same terminology and just, you know, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And then, but here's the good news. Listen to this. The, because, you know, you, you're kind of, you're listening to this kind of uh, talk about uh, the technocrats. And some people, you know, might fear to think, oh, no, you know, I didn't get my education. I didn't learn how to be a, a you know, high-tech person because it's such a dog-eat-dog society. And, you know, how do you keep on top of all that, you know, high-tech stuff that's just updating all the time? But here's the good news. Now, you don't have time to take a super education and become a super technocrat to be one of these rulers of the world. And you're not going to be able to because they're going to soon kick you out. As soon as they find out that you are a Christian and have faith and start witnessing or refuse to take the mark of the beast. So you might as well not waste your time on it and strength or your money or brains or brawn. The only Christians who are going to survive are those who know already how to live by faith in a survival situation and to be mobile and continue to obey the Lord so that he'll protect us and provide for us supernaturally and even miraculously under those very severe, difficult, trying times when the Lord says that there shall be a time of trouble such as was not since the beginning of the world, no, nor ever shall be, Matthew twenty four twenty one. It's going to be one of the worst days the world has ever suffered, and the worst time the people of faith have ever suffered, of horrible persecution and suppression, and even slaughter. But some of us will survive. The Lord has promised supernatural protection. We shall even be able to call down fire out of heaven from God to destroy our enemies and will supply us food supernaturally like he did the children of Israel in the desert, manna. And he can clothe us and our and house us and transport us and do all kinds of miraculous things with us supernaturally because that's what it's going to take. That day is going to be a day of miracles and the supernatural to protect his children and to keep them and it to keep them functioning and active and continuing to witness to the very end until Jesus comes. Hallelujah. Then the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 So praise the Lord, brethren. Prepare yourselves accordingly. The best education, now here's a good word for today. The best education to get is an education in the word and faith 
and survival and mobility and preaching the gospel right now. Because that's the only job that's going to be left for you when the technocrats really take over and the system makes it impossible for you to do anything else but preach the gospel and tries to make it impossible for you to do that. But God will help you to do it anyway, praise God, until the time of either his coming or your martyrdom. There will be many of you. He will preserve until the very end. I will not live that long to see that day at the very end, as the Lord has already told me. I've already asked him to spare me that time at my age, but you young, strong, hardy, tough, mobile evangelists, and younger generation who have learned to live by faith and survival, mobility and preaching the gospel, underground or above ground, or selah, or any way you can, many of you are going to survive to the very end. Multitudes of you are going to survive right into the coming of the Lord. Otherwise, there wouldn't be anybody left to rapture. And there are going to be out there to be many people still functioning for the Lord and surviving and living by faith and preaching the gospel without the Antichrist, without his Gondab mark of the beast and the very remarkable existence, super existence of super science. And I might add in here super soldiers too because the Antichrist soldiers are already around and they are in operation but kind of underground still. Although you may not be a super technocrat nor a serf, you're going to be a super-duper race who are going to survive miraculously and supernaturally, protected supernaturally. Many will survive to the very end. In spite of persecution, in spite of suppression, God will take care of you and promote you and your message right to the end when he is going to promote us all to be with Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, nothing's changed. The message is the same. Go into the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. Mark sixteen fifteen. Preach the word, be instant in season and out season. Second Timothy 4.2 Be instant Christians all the time. Give your full time to the Lord, your whole worship, and serve the Lord and love the Lord with all your heart and all your strength and all your mind and everything you got right into the end. There's nowhere else to go. You will be the super duper race of all who will have better survival potential than all the rest put together and will do better than all the others because you will live through things even some of them will not live through that even the system's supers and serfs will not survive. Amazing. So, that is the end of that. And I'm going to put in here a little section of Alex Jones. This is an interview with someone who studies this whole breakaway civilization of the technocrats. So, a little Mo Letters updated for today on... January 17th, 2014. The eldest son of the late U.S. Congressman from Alaska, Nick Baggage Sr., and political activist, uh, Peggy Baggage. He is well known for leading um, native groups in Alaska. Uh, he's also known for leading states' rights. He's really a populist. He's also known for being a best-selling author and filmmaker. And I'm not going to go over all the rest of his letters because he's no stranger to the informed population out there. He received his Doctor of Medicine. Uh, for independent work in health and political science from the Open International University of Complementary um, uh, Medicines. Uh, and he's got a bunch of other degrees. I'm not going to get into all of that. But what he's really known for is exposing the breakaway civilization, the technocracy that is engineering the entire world with backdoors, Trojan horses, and, and systems of control 
to then merge humans with machines, create a new species, forcibly reduce world population. And he, he documents with the patents and the actual government documents and has testified to Congress and the EU Parliament and uh, you name it on these issues. NSA, you name it. And I'm not building him up here. I'm just giving you the facts because we've got so much breaking news here dealing with all this and all these attempts to control human consciousness and dumb us down. Vaccines in the food, uh, nanotech, uh, chips inside your computers that are radio controlled. We told you that years ago. Now it's in the New York Times today. We're going to cover it all with him today. Crashing through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. Dr. Nick Begich is our guest. I'm your host, Alex Jones. And we're becoming passe to a great extent. And by that, everything he talked about, I talked about from the documents in the last 20 years, myself 18, him more than... 25 years, really, is now out in the open. Maybe 50% of it, exactly as we detailed it, has now come out. But the other 50% that we've told you about or more has not come out yet. But they are transferring dictatorial power, the Republicans are, uh, to Obama on the NSA, on Obamacare, on borders. And, of course, it's not about Obama, folks. It's that the power structure wants this. And this is happening in Japan. This is happening in Germany. This is happening in Europe. Dictatorial movements, an arms race technologically to dominate domestic populations, siphoning off more than three-quarters of our resources to put it into secret projects, and then jacking all the telecommunications, all the phones, all the computers into systems to surveil and control and tax us. People say, well, I don't care if you surveil me. I have nothing to hide. Again, it's like a gazelle saying, I don't care if a lion surveils me. I have nothing to hide. Well, the, the lion wants to eat you. doesn't care that you're not bad. The gazelle's like, I'm not robbing banks. I'm not kidnapping children. I, why should I worry if that lion's looking at me and surveilling me and, and, and stalking me? We're being stalked by predators. And here's some of the headlines. Shooting for the moon, Google hopes to own the future. That's Obama's slogan, by the way, and that's what they want. They are engineering the future and then having us just accept it. And I want Dr. Begich to chronicle it with his expertise how that battle's going. Google's reach expands into your home more via $3.2 billion uh, Nest acquisition. They're buying everything up. It's not just Google. Identity thieves gear up to steal your tax refund or Obamacare. What secrets your iPhone is sharing about you? Wall Street Journal, how companies are tracking you with it. Yeah, they all have a stake at the table. They're all given a stake at the table, like the ring wraiths given the, the, the sub rings by the one ring to be bound to the ring. This, this technocracy is, is, is taking them all together and in the darkness binding them. And again, we broke this last year. I really broke this 15 years ago, 16 years ago with sources. It's longer. 1997, uh, talking to telecommunications whistleblowers about how, no, 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 the cable boxes, the cell phones, they have chips in them with capacitors or chips that pick up microwaves, and then they transmit info even when your phone's not on. 
And then we broke last year's secret 3G Intel chip gives Snoop's backdoor PC access even when your computer's off. It's energized by the microwave radiation. Well, what's in the New York Times today? NSA devises radio pathway into computers. And guess what is accessing your computers with these chips? But this article is a whitewash claiming they put it at the factory with pre-orders to 100,000 people they wanted to watch. Oh, it's just for them. See how they're doling out the lies, titrating the dose of poison? This is total criminal, organized crime rebellion by the ruling technocratic elite. This is a thousand times bigger than the Manhattan Project. It's system-wide, trying to create an artificial reality to forcibly insert us into it. Now, Dr. Nick Begich, I want A, do you agree with that analysis? B, give us the state of the world, who these people are, just you'll... Your professor as well, obviously. Give us the large view, then break down what's happening and where you see this battle for humanity and how serious this is. Well, it, it really is. Uh, I think most of it's driven uh, by fear uh, from the elite of people really waking up to, to what we're potentially capable of. This is something that uh, most of the world fails to recognize. Uh, we followed it, as you say, 20, 25 years. We followed the change in technology and sort of the shift to technology. And so much of what was supposed to happen in this particular period in our history has not happened. You know, the promises of the 1960s to a, a, a working people that would work less work hours in a work week, um, live a much higher standard of living, all that is myth. The, there's a very small percentage of the population that have uh, achieved that. And usually, and usually and ultimately on the backs of the masses. And even in the United States where the happy talk about an improving economy escapes most Americans because most Americans are sitting at a level of income that was much less than they were uh, years ago in terms of real dollars. When you look at the bigger picture from the standpoint of controls, that's what we've been reporting on uh, for years. How technology can either serve us or work against us and unfortunately it is really worked against us. When you think about massive data collection, uh, the books we published in the past, uh, Angels Don't Play the Sharp, that people got a lot of information from. But one of the more important books that people kind of ignored, and, and maybe it was the title, it's Earth Rising, The Revolution, but it's on all of these technologies that are coming out now. We wrote it in 1999 and uh, in 2000. But the surveillance society, the idea of using not just to monitor activity, but then to utilize these very same electronic systems to modify behavior over large um, populations, utilizing the very mediums that we depend on um, as sort of the vehicle for accomplishing that. And, you know, when we get into the whole mind effects issues, how, how do, what's modern propaganda really mean? It's way more than just the information provided and the way it's framed. Um, there's a lot more going on. Just when you watch a television broadcast, uh, on most television broadcasts, kind of commercial viewing, the kinds of um, propaganda that's obvious, what isn't so obvious is just the manipulation of the light signal can put someone in a very um, suggestive state where you'll take the information in and anchor it as if it were um, the reality. So reshaping reality is in fact what much of the media really is all about. And, and, and I would say it is all about. It's about the ultimate form of uh, controlling human behaviors uh, by really attacking the entertainment industry where look at, look at the average person's viewing time, um, the time that in which we're entertained. And it's, it's a significant amount of diversion from what is really important. Like you said, in California, people are more interested in Justin Bieber than they are about what's going on in their own coastline. All of that, I think, is by design. 
And at the same time, when you look back historically at some of the things that were discovered, particularly about our potential as human beings, this um, became the greatest threat, I think, uh, to government organizations. But just kind of looking at the broader picture from the standpoint of, of resources, um, energy, the big issues in the in the news all the time, the idea of scarcity on the planet, I, I don't agree with that. I think this planet is abundant. Uh, in what it has to offer humanity and what humanity has to offer um, this planet. We're, we're stewards. We're not applying that very well. Um, and I think the elite is, is, is afraid. I mean, these greater systems of control are a reflection of fear of the average person uh, within a population. I agree with you. What about big picture? Because uh, they brag, uh, Ray Kurzweil, all of them, that uh, the head of Google uh, technology development, that they're going to be merging with machines that will be like bugs compared to them in the future. And then you see that they are using our money when we buy a car, buy a phone, whatever, to make us pay for hijacking technology to tax and track us and trace us. If we have a cultural awakening to this and a backlash, they'll have to remove it. But we have to admit it's going on first to be able right. to do that. Right. And when you think about a controlled and directed society, you know, the idea of microcircuits um, in computers, and you'll remember this, Alex, you know, 10, 15 years ago, there was a big concern about the V-chip, you know, what they were going to put in computers. Well, they did. You know, it's in all of them. There's a back door in every electronic system on the planet. If you can transmit it electromagnetically, I don't care whether it's uh, power grids um, the Internet, television, radio, you can piggyback signals on and you can monitor signals. And that's that's the old signal intelligence regime um, really emerging in the early part um, of the last century with the very invention of radio. But the fact is all electronic communications have been tracked and monitored and cataloged. The problem has always been once you have all this data, how do you sort it? So now they're giving it to supercomputers that they believe can actually tell the future. And uh, I've said that for over a decade. Now they admit that that's actually what they're able to do in mass movements. So we have to get outside of our routines. We have to, not just so they can't track us, to change the paradigm. They're trying to model the paradigm, then add stimuli into it to manipulate the paradigm. That's why they want to be able to gauge us, is to then more effectively manipulate us. That's why we have to become aware of the manipulation, resist it, speak out against it. I remember... Four years ago, it came out in the Associated Press in Minnesota that they were putting in light bulbs that communicated with the computers in the police department. And that the, uh, also the patent for that said that it could actually be used uh, to hypnotize somebody. I pointed that out. People said it, would, uh, it wasn't real. Or data over power lines where now I've confirmed with engineers the government can have power into your house interface with chips that are in the new appliances to track what you're doing. And people go, oh, Alex, the electricity isn't spying on us. They they are so ignorant. It's like people, when I first covered spider goats 15 years ago, would come up to me on the street and say, you're a liar, even when it was in CBS News, part spider, part goat. I mean, people really need to realize we're not in 1955. Right. Right. You know, the, the idea of technology is way ahead of where where we really think it is. When you think about supercomputers, which I believe the intelligence agencies actually have some versions of these. But the difference, let me tell you the difference. When you think about computing power, if you look at a modern um, supercomputer as we think about them, uh, not the quantum computers that are uh, coming, but a supercomputer um, by comparison. A quantum computer, which is the direction which NSA and others are headed, may be already there. This will increase computing time. What, what all the people on the planet working with hand calculators 
for uh, making a calculation every five seconds for 60 hours, you know, that's a lot. That's what a modern supercomputer can do in a second. A quantum computer can do what that supercomputer can do in a trillion years. Now think about this from a standpoint of scale. What that means is that every encryption system on the planet with quantum computers are gone. The idea of cataloging and organizing all of the information that's been cataloged and stored. So think about a supercomputer of this size, a quantum computer, just rolling out in a few seconds, grabbing every bit of information on the planet that's been stored in any system and collating it in a way that gives you absolute resolution and transparency over every human being that's ever made an electronic footprint. And the Pentagon calls that their map of the world. Yeah, now think about it from this perspective, and there was a PBS special on it. When you look at the internet as kind of the worldwide mind of the 21st century, at least the beginning of it, the predictions as we go forward is that we'll have a wireless worldwide mind that'll connect every conscious, intelligent human being together without the networks, without the hardware that we're familiar with. This is uh, something I think already occurs uh, by, nat by nature, by the way we're created as human beings. But here's man looking to override that system. And I think that's been the really the root of a lot of the work that's been done in discovering sort of what human consciousness is and how to manipulate and control it. Yeah, let's Going talk about epigenetics and things for people that don't know, where they take 10 generations of chickens that have never been outside inside a building. Then they start projecting clouds, a plane, a kite. The chickens don't run. They've never seen a hawk. But when they see a hawk, 10 generations down they run, that's epigenetics, or what they think is 96% junk isn't. It's actually coding of all the race memories of the humans before us. That's now been proven. I think they're going. this is going to backfire. When they jack everybody into this, that group collective is going to overpower no matter what these computers do. Uh, and that's why I think that's just one of the wild cards in this whole situation. Right. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I, I know, um, you know, from a from a philosophical background, I, I believe absolutely that we're created in the image of a creator, which in, you know, when you think about that, when you contemplate that, what suppresses our ability to function that way then? You know, and it's this it's this uh, idea of creating a, a constant environment of fear and worry, which the elite have done sufficiently so that people's higher states of awareness, higher states of consciousness, your rational thinking cannot occur in a state of constant fear. You can look at an EEG that measures brain waves, and you can look at that brainwave activity over any of the negative emotions, fear, anxiety, and you see these incoherent brain patterns that are associated with flight, fight responses, these kinds of things. If you can keep people in that state, just sort of in an underlying state of agitation, you'll never reach these higher uh, states of awareness where you can actually function at, at, at your created level. When you look at what happens in states of, of love, compassion, empathy, you get very rhythmic patterns that are associated with higher order thinking. Both hemispheres, both sides of the brain begin to work together, which stimulate the analytical and the creative, which starts to create solutions and, and observations and perceptions of the world that are quite different when you're, when you're really being pressed, programmed. You're not watching the television programming you're part of that programming in the way this whole system evolves i was about to say i mean look at all the studies coming out where the television makes other areas of the brain smaller and and, and less gray matter but the cerebral cortex becomes thicker 
but 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 actually a lot dumber because it's designed now to just respond. It gets bigger while everything else gets smaller. When it's supposed to actually get smaller, everything else gets thicker to then have the brain communicate together. That's the opposite uh, of uh, what we would want to, you know, do is what they're actually creating. And as you know, they knew in the 50s in studies what the television was doing. That's why these people grown up in front of televisions. They don't have brains that can ever really do anything but be spectators. They are really kind of zombies. Is there any way to reverse that? These people are brain damaged. Yeah, absolutely. Um First of all, I know it's difficult for people to do it. I did it three and a half years ago. I just turned it off, you know, and, and accept programming on a really limited basis, which is more initiated by me rather than thrown at me. But the other thing is there's a lot of things you can do to enhance your human performance. At earthpulse.com, we've, you know, we've studied that in the book Controlling the Human Mind, which I know your program and network has carried for years. We get into sort of the alternate side of this. How do you enhance uh, human mental functions so that you can you can be a strong system and sort of avoid uh, some of that um, I, I call it intellectual pollution you know really it is um, but you can do things you can enhance human performance in ways that are quite profound in fact I think when when I look back on the mind effects programs of the CIA and others going back into the 1950s the real discovery wasn't about sort of how to create the Manchurian candidate, although they figured that out too. There's a lot of work on that that you've talked about, I've talked about in the past. But more importantly, and, and, and more uh, fearfully for government agencies doing the research was that every human being, every single soul on the planet had this unique capability that if it could be harnessed, if it could be triggered, it makes us all very very powerful. That's why they dropped the LSD and hallucinogens because it wasn't controlling people, it was brain boosting them. Right. And when you look at all of it, you know, the research that was done, what they discovered were these anomalous human capabilities that would squirt out or pop out in some unexplained way. And then what was realized is that every human being could reach these states of awareness. And there's, I think that's the change. You know, when you think about, um, I did this big conference that was closed. It was only experts brought in on the mind effects issue when I was working with the Lay Institute in Dallas. And what we did there and what was interesting is every scientist that appeared had the perception or the belief that the next leap in human evolution was, in fact, this idea that we would remember or recognize this hidden capability that each of us have. Well, sure, and the elite understand that, and I want you to continue your point, but but isn't that what's backfiring on the technocrats, is that so many of their own people uh, then grasp the research and then don't want to dehumanize humanity and actually want to embrace humanity, and the secret is... Is that is that the 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 not the lust or even the, the seduction because those are the wrong words, but the wondrousness of embracing goodness is such a draw, especially in such a dark culture, uh, that there's an inner rebellion by the brain and the soul itself, and a hundredth monkey syndrome. For those that don't know, you might tell them what that is. Yeah, you know, you reach a certain um, a certain level of things and they sort of collapse. I mean, think about the, the revolution in Eastern Europe in the 90s. You know, you couldn't really pin down leadership, although there was some leadership around. It was a spontaneous recognition of, a, of change and it occurred very rapidly and very swiftly. I think the same thing can happen um, in terms of how people become more aware. Uh, scientists from within the programs, many of them do have these um, 
epiphanies where they recognize what's going on and they withdraw. And, you know, when we first started our work, one of the things we did and we continue to do is we reach right into the midst of them. And, and, and you do it, too. You show up on their doorstep and you put information in the hands of people, uh, intelligent people. And our work has always been well documented, well footnoted. And what happens is people change their mind. They change their view of reality. And good people um, are throughout all of these organizations come into some state of awareness and begin to turn that knowledge a different direction. I think that's the um, fifth column of the next revolution, uh, the revolution of consciousness, where we step into who we are, begin to take control of our governments in the way our founding fathers intended as self-actualizing human beings that recognize our connection to one another in a profound way, in a way that only um, when we recognize our role in this world as stewards uh, can we truly, uh, truly evolve. And I think that's what's going on. We got to let go of the fear. We got to recognize what we are. Begin to look at the technologies that can help us um, advance, but at the same time recognize skeptically. Uh, the direction. Yes, sir. Well, there's no doubt if you watch movies like V for Vendetta, they they kind of create archetypal images of how authoritarianism really works, where the government's surveilling the public and knows that they're incredibly unpopular. And, uh, you know, they say more fear, turn up the fear. And you see all this scary news, but the government will save you. Don't worry. I've never been a fear monger, but some people that are in fear misunderstand what I'm doing. I'm saying, look at the danger of the tyrants. Look at what they do. Look at what they create. We should not be afraid of letting them run things. You shouldn't be afraid of, 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 of standing up to them. You should be afraid of not standing up. And then, and then once people get empowered, they realize how much power they have, then they're through the fear. And I think that's why I've been unintentionally very effective is that in my kind of mania or hysteria sometimes, because I am concerned, I'm able to shake people out of their, their comfort zone. What do you say to that? I think that's exactly right. You know, people are, all of us fall into a stupor. You know, we fall into our routines and it does take that. Uh, that's why we have this spread of emotions, you know, from one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, it is what we are as human beings, how we express ourselves, how we rise to our own uh, energy. And you can't do it in a neutral position. I, I've always appreciated the fact that this is the kind of information that stimulates people to think again. The first step in, in change is to, is to get the information. And like, like you, Alex, we've been at the public information game an awful long time, but it, it does work over time. And that's been my observation. I wouldn't continue to do it. The fact is people are waking up. Um, yeah, things are getting worse. Some people say, well, you know, it's so horrible, so terrible. But at the same time, that's what it takes sometimes. Uh, most of the time, unfortunately, uh, to wake us all up. Everyone that's got a little sure. bit of gray hair remembers this. You know, it's in the tough times that you become uh, the strongest human that you are. And, and that's where we are as a country, where we are as a world right now at that at that doorway. That's so right. Let me l raise this point. It's an Elizabeth Rentner article on Infowars.com. Paradigm change. Uh, British docs turn to prescribing books for depression. Boston Globes reporting on it. Raw stories reporting on it. Uh, Natural Society uh, first reported on it. But the issue here is that I talk to the doctors, the scientists, you name it, and they're like, look, yeah, no, Big Pharma runs things. They want to suppress humanity. Uh, we know that the prescription psychotropics are really bad for most people. We know reading a book or St. John's Wort is better. And they're just starting to rebel everywhere and 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 learning that Big Pharma and the regulators don't have all the power. They want to fully take over medicine, 
because they know MD medicine is starting to wake up. The fact that all this tyranny is coming in is a desperate action by the jail guards to keep us chained to the oars. Well, and this is important because um, when you think about socialized medicine, uh, friends of mine in, in Europe, you know, talk to me about it all the time. Recently, a, a friend's lost a, a father to cancer. Well, because she might genetically be predisposed, she's required to keep her insurance to go ahead and get um, screened for cancer. Now, you know, it's kind of an invasive thing, but government has your whole record, all your family's record. Um, they can't even protect that record, incidentally, which no one's talking much about right now. But the reality is they then dictate what becomes a PDR, what, what is the um, physician's desk reference of cures, and nothing else is permitted. Um, it's really, a, it, it's again a Trojan horse. It gets you sucked into a system that's a system of death when you compare what's happening in the United States in medical um, issues compared to the amount of money we spend. You know, this is a death trap in this country. The reality is the kind of accountability that needs to happen in medicine didn't happen. And the big issue should have been that no, no pharmaceutical should be sold in the United States for less than it's, for more than it sells in any other country in the world. It ought to be on parity. We ought to bargain that hard. We're the biggest consumer of any prescription drugs anywhere. We ought to be bargaining it. Secondly, we ought to be regulating the advertising on prescription drugs. Forty percent of the budget on prescription drugs is for advertising drugs you can't even buy unless you're a medical professional. Shouldn't be allowed any more than alcohol on television is allowed in most venues. The reality is that the industry spends 60 percent of the money is on those prescription drugs when you look at pharma across the United States from all forms of health care that's the problem. You know, when you look at centralized billing and, and collections, no one wants to share the data. If you shared the data, you could simplify the, uh, the insurance claims and actually share it in a way that you could utilize it for your own health protection. The, the fact is we've done this upside down. Instead, we've given more power to insurance companies. We've given more power to farmers. We've given more power to the so-called Western system of medicine, which in my view is greatly flawed. Uh, unless you're breaking bones, the reality is we need more individual control of our health care, not more government control of our health care. We need more individual control of every aspect of our lives, and we have exactly the opposite happening. All right, Dr. Baggage, we got 20 more minutes with you. I want to get into who the globalists are from your deep research, what their in-game plan is if we don't stop them, and what in your gut you really think is going to happen in the future. Because we're living in a fantastic science fiction movie. The establishment wants to make it dystopic. We want to make it liberty-empowered. Uh, We're going to be right back in the third hour. Stay with us. Waging war on corruption. Alex Jones on the GCM Radio Network. Big Brother. Mainstream media. Government cover-ups. You want answers? Well, so does he. He's Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. And now, live from Austin, Texas, Alex Jones. Dr. Begich, we've got a long segment coming up after this quick one, but I wanted in this short segment to get your take on the NSA revelations, but also federal court, the Supreme Court, gutting net neutrality rules, and the FCC is actually being the good guy here. Saying, look, uh, everybody pays for their web. Uh, uh, these companies are making money hand over fist. Uh, you know, these companies are going to try to charge you to get to sites they don't want you to get to. Uh, this is going to be a great way to censor things. Uh, this is really outrageous because the very nature of the web 
has been designed to be open and free-flowing. And we already saw the NSA and Cyber Command try to take over the web last year, as Wired Magazine uh, reported, and basically end it. This is the Internet kill switch selectively by stealth. In fact, we should do an article uh, on that, breaking that down. Uh, but it really shows how they proposed last year Chinese-style net censorship, net IDs to track, trace, and tax it, and ultimately gut it. I just don't see them succeeding in this now that the genie's out of the bottle. Well, it's more difficult. Certainly, you can't do it in an overt way. But I, I would, I would say this is that if anyone ever expects that the system is going to be free of surveillance, unless there's a total revolution in this country, the answer is going to be it's not. Um, the, the reality is all of these systems for decades um, have been targeted as, as a way uh, to control populations. The only thing that's changed is the resolution, our ability to do this at a finer and finer and finer screen. And every time they get caught, what, what happens, and you know this, they change the name of the program, they shift it to another agency, or maybe they offload it to another third country that does the workforce, you know, or some, some third party. A lot of it's then pushed down into the corporate world, which is not subject to the Freedom of Information Act. You can't get the information if you shove it down uh, deep enough into corporations. This is what's going on. When you look at it as a fragmented system, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But connecting the dots, as you say, is really the, the heart of it. Um, nobody does that. I mean, the big, the big media, the mainstream media don't have an interest in it because it's not about keeping an informed public. It's about keeping a controlled public. You know, and this is the difference between sort of the drift in the First Amendment rights uh, in the way people perceive them. And this is going to subtle. You know, people think freedom of speech is saying whatever you want, whatever you want. And well, that's a big part of it. The most important part of freedom of speech from our founding fathers was an informed public so that we could make the kind of decisions collectively to drive our democratic republic uh, in a way that was quite unique in the world. We've lost that sense of media and what's important to us. And these are the programs, Alex's and others, that at least give us a fighting chance. And fortunately, a large segment of the population still plugs in and listens. But those are the activists. All of those listening to this broadcast tend to be activist uh, populations. Do something. Do a little something. Don't just listen to the program. Send a postcard to someone. Get other people involved in what you're, what you're learning. And, and that's the way change happens. It's through first step education. Once people are aware, it will happen. And this is where the right and the left will come around full circle and shake hands because without a basic sense of freedom and liberty, I don't care where exactly. you Exactly. And that's why they try to divide and conquer all day right. long. The truth is everybody agrees on basic freedom except for maybe one tenth of one percent. The globalists say there's only 6,000 in the super class, according to Rothkop, uh, the head of the Kissinger group at the time. And I agree with that number. We're talking about maybe 6,000 people that have decided to be selfish, horrible creatures and try to create a new dark age so they can control the new age of light as they see it only for themselves. Well, someone bringing in an age of enlightenment by, by shutting off the mass of humanity, that shows fundamentally that they're the opposite of enlightened. Yeah. Exactly right. And they're driven by fear, quite frankly. If you think about it, if you really listen to the messaging that's coming out, it's, it's totally fear-driven. Uh, the most hampered people tend to be the ones driving the truck. I mean, you're accused, I'm accused often of being a conspiratorial uh, thinker, but when you really look at it, military planners and planners within government are the conspiratorialists because their view is to look at the scariest thing and then build a plan to combat it. Exactly, and then project that fake scary thing on innocent people 
to make them the enemy as an excuse to run their lives. I want to expand on that and ask you where it's all going. On the other side, Dr. Nick Begich is our guest. Dr. Nick Baggage, expert on the breakaway civilization the globalists are trying to build. They want to wall us off, give us limited technology, bring in eugenics, population reduction, a new dark age, freezing uh, the technology we get, reversing a lot of it, shutting down family farms, shutting down real sustainability for the Agenda 21 straitjacket takeover. And you now see them rushing ahead with all this because they're behind, because they're in trouble. This is a big Brzezinski and many other top globalists. Admit that. So this is a major, major animating contest of liberty right now. And folks have to decide, do they want to remain zombies in a trance-like state? Or do they want to become aware of the fact that, hey, those guys, Alex Jones and Nick Begich and countless others, Ron Paul, the list goes on and on, were dead on. Well, of course we were dead on. We're reading their own documents. That's what's so frustrating, and Dr. Baggage, you've really been at the tip of the spear on getting government documents, the thousands of documents, the you know, the thousands of patents and the, the admitted mind control, and it's and now it's all out in the open. Yeah, the Congress is pressuring uh, Hollywood to put more climate change and carbon tax messages in. They don't even hide it. Oh, illegal spying? We'll just move it to another agency. Or Congress, we're going to spy on you. We're not stopping. It's so naked now, uh, Obama becoming a dictator, uh, he, uh it doesn't mean he'll stay in office. It just means he is dictatorially acting now. That's hiding in plain view. I mean, Alex, the president's not going to become dictatorial. Come on, stop the fear-mongering. It's all out in the open. So my concern, Dr. Begich, is this. We've reached that point where, the tipping point, where, okay, people know we're in trouble. We know it's bad. But if no one gets reversed, if no one gets in trouble, and Congress says, Obama, you decide what to do on the NSA. You decide what to do on Obamacare outside of law. You decide to do what on the borders. Then uh, we go over the edge of the cliff, and it doesn't matter if we're awake when we're falling over the edge of the cliff or asleep. So we need to really say no now to start the reversal. Being awake isn't enough. Right. I, I absolutely agree with you. And um, In fact, there was a a book written years and years ago called The Unreality Industry. It was by Mitroff and uh, Bennis, and it was about the entertainment industry and about how much of our technology would be headed into that. When you look at Zbigniew Brzezinski's uh, book at Columbia University, Between Two Ages, predicting what would happen in a, a, a technocratic society and how it would evolve, that book was written in the early 70s, and it reads like a history. It goes through every continent, every political structure. I just continent. read it again six months ago and literally yeah. almost vomited because I was like, my God, they're really doing it. It's everything he it. said. They did it all. And, and here's what, what, what people need to realize is I can go back to the 1970s, the early 70s, when that was being written, when my dad was in Congress, just before Watergate was breaking. Um, and, it, and, and the issue of a surveillance society was an issue then. 
Only the technology was nowhere near as advanced. In fact, it was in 1976 in the president's report on the CIA where it came out that they were intercepting our mail. They were infiltrating domestic uh, groups. They were getting involved in local politics and swaying it and manipulating it. They were opening people's mail. I mean, every bit of your mail, we've reported on this for decades, has been monitored. Everyone you send mail to receive mail from. They keep track of it. All your bank data, all of your information your digital doorway, it's no longer your privacy in your home, it's your digital doorway that's so important. That's what we should individually own. No company should own our information, it's about us. We should own that information, have control of it. These are the fundamental changes to restore freedom in the country. We need changes in the law and strict criminal penalties for those that violate the law and no exemptions for government employees. No way to escape prosecution. Put people in jail. That's what needs to happen to preserve American freedom. I agree. The public needs to start asking for it. Whistleblowers need to be encouraged to the right channels to get information to the public. It's too bad that so much has to be revealed. We need to get angry at people. I mean, if you caught a guy in a black suit with black sunglasses in your closet, you would probably, without a warrant, blow up and kick their butt, and you should. Now... They're just doing it, and, and, and again, it's a revolution of control freaks and criminals. They are right. just trying to get us used to it right now, and the response right. is to shout these crooks down and take the moral authority away from them. That, that's exactly exactly it, and, and the fact is a lot of effort is spent at discrediting and, and stabbing at people that are trying to bring information forward, but over time, history shows itself, and I think that's what's been important um, in, in keeping these issues alive. We can't let it go. And none of us can. And, and, and approaching it from the standpoint of an informed public becomes an empowered public. The first step to change. I hope it's, I hope it's a peaceful revolution in the United States, but I know one is coming because the average American in this country is fed up. The word incumbent attached to anybody's name next election cycle is probably the kiss of death for most of them, as it should be. But where's the new leadership going to emerge from? It's going to emerge from all of us taking steps in a direction that's much different by recognizing our power and stepping into it. Sure. Yeah. When you look at the elite and what they've done, there was a great article, and I know you've talked about this one before. It was produced by the U.S. Army War College because the, called The Mind Has No Firewalls, published now over 14 years ago, and I can tell you, nothing's changed. The human mind has no firewall. The ability to dumb down, numb down the population being done today in the advent of electronic technologies and others. But again, going back to the 70s, there were initiatives to do this using psychoactive drugs that were struck down then and then resurrected in the 1980s. And it was uh, Dr. Bregan in Maryland that began to object to that and killed the early Bush administration initiatives in that effort. But they came back again. Uh, and you look across the population now. In Kentucky, 18% of the kids are considered hyperactive or attention deficit disorder, according to reports I read in the last week. When you look at that segment of the population being diagnosed this way and then numbed down and dumbed down by our public systems, there's a problem. ADHD, uh, ADD, these all fraud. All related to All diet-based, all based on kids watching television. The studies show that. And instead of the doctor saying, hey, don't your kid watch all this TV, give them healthy food. Oh, your kid's screwed up. Let's screw them up even more. Let me shift gears in the time we have left. Quantify right. it. Studying the globalists, the technocrats, the Anglo-American establishment, the technotronic era, 
who in the final equation are they and what will the world look like in 20 years if they have their way? If they have their way, it's, it's a slave class. We're already halfway there, maybe more. Um, you know, when you look at the elite, they want to keep what they have uh, and, and they want to get more. And they live in a, an environment of fear. And I think if we continue to allow things to go the way they are, we will be in that uh, a deeper level of Orwellian society than the one we see right now. Uh, that's not what I want for my grandchildren or great-grandchildren. And I can tell you, yeah. uh, none of us do. But it's stepping into what we know to be right and true, doing something every mm-hmm. day about that, whether it's supporting this program or getting the information to others. Don't step away from your obligation to yourself, to your family, to your friends, to your country. That's what has to change. Absolutely. Let me throw one more thing at you. EarthPulse.com. Uh, People can find the books, the films, all of it. They're invaluable information to wake up others, to have viewing parties, you name it. I'm not putting you on the spot about this. Uh, but I mean, I really, we got to put our chips, you know, on the table, our, our, our cards on the table about all this. And I know he's done some good things, some other things I didn't like too much. Right. I, I, I'm interested, and I know in family, there's a code, not to talk about your family, but you've talked about your dad and, you know, all the great things he did and, and his mysterious uh, plane crash death. And maybe that has something to do with it. But your brother, the U.S. Senator from uh, Alaska, Mark Baggage, uh, I mean, talking to him about stuff you can say on record, obviously he knows about all this stuff. He's your brother. And obviously you had a lot of hopes when he went to the Senate. Right. Uh, what is your uh, view, and I mean, about your brother? And, you know, what do you say to him about the state of the world? It'd be great if he'd come out like Rand Paul uh, or, or other people from, you know, the Democratic Party uh, angle, because we need this to be bipartisan. Uh, it'd be great if uh, people like your uh, brother... Uh, or is he just controlled by party politics? You know, he's uh, he's not a party guy. I, t- I tell you, there's a few things I strongly disagree with him. The Obamacare vote he made is not one that I support at all. Um, but look at some of Mark's issues on gun control. Mark is a, is a, a Second Amendment rights person. That's good, I, yeah. You know, and I can tell you the day that he voted right on April 17th, I went and bought myself a new titanium 44 magnum to celebrate today and uh, oh yeah let me say this let me say this as democrats go uh, and i know he's not really a democrat but that's how he ran kind of like ron paul ran as a republican when he's a libertarian i I mean i mean i'm pleased with some of what he's done i'm just you just wish man you're so great i i just wish we had like a nick baggage in the u.s senate maybe you can run for senate we'll have two u.s senators that are baggages (laughs) and You never know, but you know, I tell you what is, is I contemplated politics, uh, for a long time. I even ran a couple of times for local office and I really feel the role I'm in now. Public education is more important. Um, I don't want to be one of the babies thrown out with the bathwater. I'd like to be there after the revolution and really build a country that's based on, on what we all believe is right and true. What would you do first thing in the minute we've got left? What would you do, uh, if you were a U.S. senator? I would be attacking um, the surveillance society. I'd be looking for creating more whistleblower mechanisms that allow people to come forward with the truth, things that people can trust in and not necessarily run by government. Uh, that was an issue we intended to push in Europe when we gained a certain amount of momentum and the politicians that work with us were taken out by the elite. And, and I can tell you this, that the, the opportunity for people to speak the truth and say the truth needs to be enhanced in this country and not suppressed. We need a way to do that in an orderly way that give people confidence and, and security within within a, a country that has dissolved it with the sense of a security state. The reality is for true liberty to exist, we've got to have disclosure, and that means a little bit of risk. And, and that little bit of risk we just have to have. 
That's the price of a democratic republic in the 21st century. We can do a lot to ensure it and preserve it, but the real preservation of, of democr- democracies and republics are the citizens, you and I. The elite doesn't like the idea that we can step in uh, to the kind of power that everybody Exactly. They want control. They want us to think that they're invincible. They're not. And they're not. so the answer is, is realizing that. The answer is 1776. Thank you, Dr. Baggage. Thank you so much, buddy. Hey, thanks for being there and keep the revolution alive. We're going to change this thing. We are. We are. We'll be right back with more news. Senator Baggage does support net neutrality and is battling with the Supreme Court uh, via Congress to uh, not uh, let them uh, basically censor the web. So he does some good things. For a Democrat, he's a pretty good guy. I'm, I'm not trying to get somebody on and have them talk bad about their brother. I just know that uh, Nick had a lot of big hopes for his brother. Uh, and um, I know his brother's aware of all this stuff as well. I'm just going to leave it at that. And, but I guess, you know, you heard Nick Baggage. He said they killed. A lot of people in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Last time I saw numbers, I think it's your 11 or 12 times more likely if you are a congressperson to die in a plane accident per capita. That doesn't mean they fly more so they die more. No, 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 no. Compared to other people that fly as much or more, they are more than 10 times more likely to die in a plane crash. And I've interviewed uh, the people... I mean, I've interviewed St. John Hunt. His dad was a famous guy that overthrew a bunch of governments. Uh, e. Howard Hunt, who gave the deathbed confession for running the operation to kill Kennedy. And that had been known for a long time. He was photographed that day and other things. And, uh, you know, he started demanding more money whenever he was keeping his mouth shut there in Watergate. And they, uh, his, his wife was flying. E. Howard Hunt's wife was flying to pick up the money in Chicago. And uh, they blew the airplane up as it came in for a landing with explosives. And then they sent him a message that said, now you want the rest of your family? I mean, that's that's how they work, ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, that's what I'm telling you. With Ted Cruz and Rand Paul up there saying we got a tyrant and the government's dangerous and it's evil and we got to get rid of the NSA. Let me tell you, I can look in those guys' eyeballs and tell they have got the look of men that are just putting their face down and going, I'm doing this. And they're the type of people whose airplanes they'll blow up. I'm going to tell you right now, I expect all the time. To hear about a Ted Cruz or Rand Paul airplane blowing up. I'm just going to be honest with you. Now, one reason they haven't done that is they know we're not stupid nowadays. They don't want martyrs, and they're also trying to co-opt them and, and seeing if they'll work with them. And, and Rand a little bit, Cruz a little bit will work with them on some issues. They also know the Libertarian Tide, as the Financial Times wrote two days ago, was taking over. And so the globalists want to kind of hijack that at Bilderberg now. They'll have a bunch of top libertarians, uh, Peter Thiel and others. Teal, Thiel, potato, potato. And so the establishment also realizes it can't keep this going. So that's the only reason those two are still alive. I, I can tell you right now. The only reason I'm still alive uh, is that 
They realize I've already said basically so much that if they do kill me, it'll make me a martyr. It'll highlight with a big indelible marker and put 50 exclamation points behind everything I've ever said. It'll, it'll, it, it will make me a super cult icon. And believe me, I don't want that to happen. And I don't do risky stuff. I don't mountain climb. I don't use drugs. I don't do really anything they can come after me for. I don't even speed anymore. In fact, I catch myself now in the slow lane all the time. Just listening to music or talking on my hands free, getting work done on the phone. So, I mean, it's just, I, I'm really becoming an, an old man, which I li- actually like doing, uh, in that I just, I just care about the work. And when bad things happen in my personal life, it's almost like the work is there and the mission is there. It's very comforting, actually. The more I get attacked, the more I get demonized, the more all these horrible things happen to me behind the scenes, uh, just the stronger I get by the grace of God. And, and I'm very, very, very thankful for that. And I've been, uh, I've been blessed. And, you know, we're going to make it through this together. But uh, we're going to go to break, come back, long segment. I'm going to do a ton of news that I haven't. And believe me, it's a heavy news that I've got to get to the rest of this and recap some of the top stories. On the other side, and I try not to talk about myself all the time. I'm just explaining to you my journey because, you know, sometimes I'm out of breath on air. Sometimes I'm exhausted. Sometimes my head spins looking at all the news that I've already looked at. And I almost don't even want to get into it. And so I'm just kind of telling you where I'm at in all of this. But um, it's creepy. It's also, uh, it's crushing. Very stoic at, at a certain level. I mean, people would think having all this attention, having this responsibility, being in the spotlight. It's like the more I get in the spotlight, I know it's a mission and it's satisfying. And 10 years ago, it was more ego-driven, even though my heart was good. It was fun to be successful and get bigger. Now it's entered a territory of just... With great power comes great responsibility, as Spider-Man's uncle tells him. And, and now I just freak out on my crew, not, not bad, but and, and writers and researchers, I want to get it all right. I want to, you know, I mean, I'm killing myself to try to be accurate. Whereas the mainstream whores just spew lies cynically, bunch of corrupt narcissists, and they make me sick. Make me sick. We're on the march. The Empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. Waging war on corruption. It's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the info war. Headline up on Infowars.com. Police tell reporters that they cannot film wastewater plant from public street. They don't have any law behind them. Just billy clubs, tasers, and guns. How can you defend this, police? You're ordered to do this with reporters with flagged microphones in sports jackets? You you couldn't stop some guy wearing a Muslim headdress uh, from filming it, but you could come over and see if there was any evidence for probable cause search. But you cannot sit there and walk up to clear reporters and say, you can't film this. And, well, there is no law, but we're going to arrest you if you don't leave. And, man, we've had that happen so many times. And I get really mad. Not that I'm being dominated by somebody. I get mad that I'm being robbed of my freedom. And I'm on tape over and over again with police going, go ahead and arrest me. But I don't want to sue them. I don't want to mess with them. I want them to have enough honor and dignity to not sit there and try to 
racketeer my rights and violate them. It's the same thing as telling black people you can't go vote back in the 50s and 60s in some bad areas of the South. They'd have cops walk up and say, I don't care who says you can vote. I don't care if you're on the voting rolls. You turn around. Saying we can't film a wastewater plant from a sidewalk to do a news report on it is pure bull. <sighs> Here's another one. Discovery Channel. Stop worrying about Fukushima radiation. Paul Watson did a report on that. It's pretty amazing. Congressman looking to introduce bill to stop TSA barking orders at public. That is very, very exciting. And again, they are so rude to people. When I was flying back from uh, England uh, into Dallas uh, last year <coughs> from covering Bilderberg, they were literally just yelling at families and kids for no reason. Oh, and they're even ruder down in Houston coming back into the country. I mean, they had like big lines of people, people on walkers and stuff yelling at them. They yelled at my grandmother. I didn't see this. They went to a wedding years ago. And my cousin Verna got married in Mexico at a beautiful resort. I didn't go because the TSA, I just, I just, if it's not business, I don't do it. Uh, I just can't handle it. And um, my grandmother had polio in the 50s and it's, it's tough. Uh, she's uh, you know, like 89 years old and she walks on uh, with crutches because she now she's just gone to the wheelchair. She but finally, but she wanted to do that to try to, you know, keep mobility. And um, that was about five years ago. And my dad said he actually turned red and almost, you know, blew up. My dad's a nice guy. He's the opposite of me. You know, he's real calm compared to a hothead. Uh, and he said, but he, he will get mad. And then if he gets mad, look out. And he said he was, because uh, these, these people were screaming at my grandmother to hurry up. And I mean, you know, 84-year-old woman at the time on crutches. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. At, at a point, there's enough is enough, man. And... A cop had died in a car wreck, not even chasing anybody, coming to work out on 290. And I was driving in a few months ago and didn't know it was a funeral. And they had motorcycle cops up and down the road. And, and traffic slowed down. It took me an hour to get to work instead of 35 minutes. And I happened to wait till I rolled right to a stop with cars in front of me, right by a motorcycle cop. And I was like, hi, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Trying to see. I knew he'd be rude because that's what you treat a peasant like. So I, but I was hoping I said, Hey, how's it going? What's going on? He goes, he looked at me like he couldn't believe I asked a question. He goes, don't worry about it. Move. And of course I couldn't. There was a car five feet in front of me. So I waited and he had another cop beside there. Just look at me like, can you believe that scum? And then I rolled to another stop. This time didn't, the car was 10 feet ahead of me. I could have kept going, but I stopped right where the cop was. And I was like, what's going on? It was other two of them. They were like, look, of course, they knew who I was. That group was like, oh, yeah, just don't worry about it. They weren't as hateful. Just get on. You know, just don't worry about it. But I can't imagine if I was just walking down the street and somebody said to me, hey, sir, do you know where, you know, we're here from New Jersey or California. Do you know where the Capitol is? Yeah, it's down on Congress Street at the end of it. Just, just, just go down two streets here, take a left. You'll see it down there. You know, I learned going to New York quite a bit that either people are super nice from New York, <clears throat> super helpful, or they're the thug culture that are incredibly rude. And I'll tell you, most New Yorkers I found to be some of the nicest people ever if they're real New Yorkers and not trendies that have moved there who are too cool to talk to you. We've got those here. They can come from anywhere. Like, I met a lot of New Yorkers. There's just firemen, police, uh, construction workers, people that have been at 9-11 events about the dust that are just neat as you can get. But New York police, and I'm told a lot of them are listeners. They've given us a lot of info over the years. But a lot, you'll see like the thug young cop with the hat sideways with a cigar, their belly hanging out. And it's like the image of a moron. 
I mean, if this guy came to your house wanting to sell you vacuum cleaners, you you, you know, you wouldn't open the door because they look like a thug. You know, tattoos all over them, and I'm not knocking you've got tattoos. I know it's the dominant culture now. It's weird when I go to the swimming pool and don't have them, okay? I get it. Uh, I'm not, but I'm saying th- there's the image of the guys that get them to be thugs. A cop with a cigar, with their hats, cocked to the side. I've seen, I saw a, a video with an ABC reporter doing an interview on the street, and the cops come and go, you can't interview, get out of here. And the ABC guy goes, man, I, I've First Amendment. And the cop goes, you want me to hurt you? And he's smoking a cigarette with his hat sideways. And I've seen this. I saw the Puerto Rican Day Parade when I happened to be there a few years ago for the Talkers Magazine keynote deal. And before we had to go catch the plane, we went out and got some footage of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. And the cops, I, I got to look at the New York police. And, man, let me tell you, that is, that is... I thought Mexican police years ago when I'd go visit Mexico as a kid looked like potbelly thugs with gold teeth, you know, the stereotypical. No, they, they looked honorable compared to the new, uh, to the, um, to the, um, New York police that I saw. And what I'm saying is that's the essence of what we're dealing with here is that I'm like, excuse me, officer, how you doing? Yeah. You know, uh, well, well uh, uh, can you tell me where the substance is? Do I look like a phone book? And then if you grovel, I've done the psychological test. Rob Jacobson's done this too, and he's from New York, trying to set up a camera and film down there. You go, sorry, sir. And they go, oh, hey, I'll tell you all about it. It's all about you bowing down to them. I mean, do you want your kids to grow up in a society where everyone grovels in fear to uniforms? I mean, is that really what you want? Because the cops all have it in their head that they're these heroes and they're saving the world and all this stuff. And I do see more and more police, quite frankly, changing tires and doing what I saw when I was a kid, at least around Austin. Uh, but, I mean, that's what you're supposed to act like as a servant. That's a very honorable position. And then you are the person to be honored who is a you know, peace officer who also wears the hat of a warrior fighting bad guys. But when you become revenue generators and secret police and intimidators of the press... I mean, come on, there's not much further to fall when outside of law, we have a policy you can't film. We're going to arrest you if you don't leave. And then it's failure to follow a police officer's order. And our Austin police chief, I want to get him back in here. He certainly has courage to come on. I heard him on 590 AM with Sergeant Sam Cox, former police officer, who is a patriot, friend of mine, and knows what's going on. A lot more than he lets on on air, let me tell you. He's basically like me. He knows as much as I do. And the and the whole issue is he's on there and he's like, I just think you should follow any order a police officer gives you, even if it's wrong or illegal, and you won't get hurt. No. No. If I'm in my own front yard and there's not a dead person in the street right there and I'm interfering with it, if a cop just walks up and says, turn your camera off, I'm not doing it. I've had, I mean, I'm really – listen, we had Rob Jacobson and Aaron Dice for years ago. This video's online. Have Homeland Security security guards uh, uh, more, uh, I don't know, four-tenths of a mile away getting a wide shot of the Federal Reserve building. They're driving by. They see the Federal Reserve. They pull over, get some footage of that, drive down the street. Hey, what's that? A World War One memorial. They had a taxi guy giving them a tour. They've been there to interview Professor Black uh, for the Obama film of Fall of the Republic, the professor that brought down the SNLs and stuff and investigated. And he was a federal regulator at the time, William K. Black. And so they're like, oh, that's the sports stadium. Let's get some footage of that. Oh, that's the Federal Reserve. Oh, that's a World War I memorial. Wow, the national World War I memorial? We didn't know that was in you know Kansas City. Let's go over there. <clears throat> and they pull up in a car and get out with guns, a male and female, and they walk over and go, give us your IDs. 
And I've told the guys don't get in confrontation. So in the interest of whatever, they go, well, you're federal security guards. All right, but you're off your jurisdiction. It's a city park, not federal. And they go, okay, now leave. Well, no, we're, we're still getting footage. No, leave or, and they put their hands on their guns. I mean, that's the same thing, folks, as if I go into a store and say, give me the money out of the cash register and put my hand on a gun. Federal courts and state courts have ruled. You go in and say, I got something in my pocket. Give me the money. That's, that's, that's felony robbery. That's aggravated felony. Even if you don't have a weapon, you implied you did. They had guns, a man and a woman who acted familiar in their body language, very bizarre. Literally, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they followed my directive and didn't have a confrontation. I would have said, hey, pull your gun, man. I'm, I mean, I'm done, okay? I am done with being menaced by some criminal. And I'm saying it. That guy, and by the way, the Federal Reserve then denied their officers, their agents, because they were law enforcement, you know, graded security guards, armed security guards. They first denied they'd done it and said we were lying until the Kansas City Star brought them the video off YouTube. And they said, uh, that's still not our people. Because it was so illegal. A Federal Reserve that's private with a fraudulent name, a literal offshore banking mafia with two armed goons, 600, 700, I don't know. I mean, it's down the road, 800 yards. I don't know. The building's, you know, little in the distance. Followed them. Over, ran their plates, waited, didn't call police. I mean, uh, at least in my case, if the, if the Kansas City police would have shown up, they'd be like, we're in a city park. Officers, you know, they're just acting like thugs. I would imagine cops would say, you know, you're right. Your security guards are out of it. Get out of here. Not nowadays, folks. They'd say, well, you know, you could be terrorist. Oh, yeah, we could be terrorist. No, no. Your government runs Al-Qaeda. Your government put the underwear bomber drugged up on that plane. We broke that. Your government isn't your government. It's an international crime cartel that runs everything from child kidnapping and snuff films to narcotics to weapons. And the minute people start realizing that is the minute we realize we can turn this around. And I mean, we're all in danger, folks. All you cops, all of you are in danger. You realize what tyrannies like this do? They get worse. And this is premeditated. And you're not going to cover your butt going along with this. You are going to bring down destruction on everybody. And I harp on the police and the bureaucrats and the enforcers all day because you're in there and you're getting the training to do illegal stuff and you're being told to do whatever you want and you know you're gearing up for a civil war and you know what I'm saying is true, even the dumbest of you do. And you know it's a fraud and a takedown, an illegal takeover. You are literally helping collaborators. Now, you're like, well, I'm just out here helping people all day and get cats out of trees. Doesn't matter. You are now federalized. You are now under a federal government seized by foreign enemies, period. And so that's why I'm talking to you all the time. Because let me tell you, I know what I'm talking about. This stuff's all coming down. And you better decide what side you're on right now. And I know most of you have. And believe me, I know the public... A large portion of them are demonic, slovenly, degenerate people that don't care about anybody but themselves. And you're like, well, why should I even care if the public's such scum? It doesn't matter if the public is a bunch of lazy scum on average. There are a lot of good people in this country and a lot of innocence. And it doesn't matter if the public's bad. They don't deserve what's happening to them. It's very simple. And, and by the way, all of us need to look in the mirror and realize we need to do more. 
But all over this country, including in Austin, Texas, I've had police over and over again come over and say, turn your camera off. I've had state police, when we're 200 yards away from them, come over and say, turn it off. And and, and the minute you start thinking you're going to be nice, they're going to say, I'm going to arrest you. you don't. I just say, look, man, you're violating the First Amendment. You want to live in a country like this, go ahead and do whatever you're going to do. Then they back off. Everybody else starts going, sir, sir, I'm I'm good, I'm good. Look, they know you're good. They know they're following illegal orders. I haven't even gotten all this news. I mean, look at this propaganda. Democrats plan to pressure TV networks into covering climate change, National Journal. And they're openly having signatures basically pushing the entertainment agency to do this. I mean, this is how controlled the media is, okay? Let's continue. Federal court guts net neutrality rules. That's horrible news. The Supreme Court is just a disaster. Zone. Continuing, FCC says uh, May appeals court ruling against its net neutrality rule. FCC's doing good there. Paradigm change. British docs turn to prescribing books for depression. Very good news. Because reading and exercising will help people that are depressed. Having an imagination. Not watching establishment non-reactive television. And I don't defend interactive television because it's good for you. It's bad for you, but a lot less bad for you than mainline TV. And it doesn't have all the destructive messages. Radio and reading... So good for the brain. I'm not going to go into why. I've talked about it a billion times. Okay, continuing with the other news. Border Patrol drones being borrowed by other agencies more often than previously known. Washington Post. Oh, turns out there's drones all over America surveilling you. North Dakota man sentenced to jail in controversial drone arrest case. The cows kept going on his property, eating his plants. Common law is the third time you can keep them. They used Homeland Security, Pentagon, Air Force drone on him. And remember, a year after this even happened, the, the mainstream media said I was lying and Drudge was lying. There were no drones domestically. That's how dumb they think you are. That's weaponized media in your face. <clears throat> but everything's okay because Obama, NSA unleashed, Obama tells public, trust me. He secretly, with a secret court, that that's the headline today, they will decide. That's why his report said, oh, this is bad. Oh, they're giving it to select industry over others. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. I'm going to beat the NDAA. Don't worry. Then it ends up he wrote it and signed it. So this is this mind control. There are no drones, but there are drones. I'm going to get rid of the NSA, but I'm expanding it. So everybody's like, oh, no, George Herbert Walker Bush wasn't for gun control, and George W. wasn't, even though they all tried to get bills passed. And then I can show people the bills, and they finally go, oh, really? Again, they count on you not knowing the facts. Remember two years ago when they had over a 1,000 articles? They had an AP article that was in thousands of newspapers and, and all over the news that Alex Jones is a liar, and Kurt Nemo and Infowars.com are liars, and that kook drudge carries their articles claiming drones are spying on farmers, it's a lie. And our article had all the links. It was all true. didn't matter. They just said we're liars. <laughs> just like when they get up on the news and tell you there's no radiation from Fukushima, don't worry, a sink of the Young Turks has now blown the whistle. And MSNBC, they said, do not talk about the increased radiation. Tell folks there's no problem. But don't go to Japan, and, don't, and we're not reporting from there. I mean, do you, are you insulted by that type of savage, lying, savage lying to the public? This is who we're dealing with. This is who 
we're dealing with. I've got a bunch of news I haven't gotten to on Iran, Kerry. Oh, boy. Uh, there is so much of it uh, here. And, and I should have spent more time on the bank deposits article that's up on Infowars.com. Wells Fargo to begin charging customers for deposits. That ties into the uh, Bank of America moves, the J.P. Morgan Chase moves. Uh, that's all coming up. I'm going to get into that and so much more. And do you remember what happened to Hillary Clinton? I'm going to remind you. Did you know that organic sulfur can cleanse and defend your body against the poisons we're exposed to each day? Organic sulfur crystals from sulfurdefense.com help by forcing oxygen and nutrition into your cells while eliminating heavy metals, contaminants, and damaging radiation. Defend yourself and family from toxic assault with one of the most critical and essential minerals available today. Order online at sulfurdefense.com. That's sulfurdefense.com. Or call 800-593-6273. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own. So stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. What's making Americans sick and fat? It's too many GMO foods and toxins destroying our digestive systems, causing poor digestion and suppressed immune systems. A suppressed immune system prevents clear thinking and the ability to fight the corporate and big pharma agendas. Detox now with Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM1 liquid probiotic is wheat, dairy, and soy-free, gluten-free, and made with all non-GMO certified organic ingredients. Pro-EM1's power is based in good bacteria, live microbes, and all their metabolites, including vitamins, amino acids, and enzymes that support a healthy digestive system, suppress pathogens, and eliminate toxins. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 daily probiotic cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. When you need it the most, will your generator, power equipment, or vehicle be ready? Gas and diesel fuels go bad quickly when stored, and more than half of generator failures during disasters occur as a result of expired fuel. PRI fuel stabilizers keep your fuel fresh for when you need it most. Nuclear power stations, emergency service providers, and ships at sea rely on PRI fuel stabilizers. And you can too. Call 888-776-9373 or visit PRIproducts.com to find the dealer nearest you. Is the Second Amendment your line in the sand? Is the United States Constitution important to you? Are you worried about gun confiscation? You need to join us for free at gunconfiscation.com. At gunconfiscation.com, you will meet like-minded patriots, get the latest Second Amendment news, and find anything you need to prepare for gun confiscation. Visit gunconfiscation.com today. That's gunconfiscation.com. Which side are you on? The Genesis Communications Radio Network proudly presents The Alex Jones Show Because there's a war on for your mind Got to remind you about old Hillary Clinton here in a minute But first off, I want to remind you that This hour was brought to you by MyPatriotSupply.com forward slash Alex Where they have great specials and deals It's non-GMO, high quality, last 25 years Delicious 
and easy to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com forward slash Alex. You do not want to be dependent on the system. This is where I've chosen to get my latest storable food. It's amazingly high quality. They're the best. They're hardcore patriots. That's why they're our sponsor. 866-229-09. And if you scroll back up, I'll give folks the rest of the number. 866-229-0927. MyPatriotSupply.com forward slash Alex. Thank you. And lastly, uh, look, I promote and sell via free market what I believe in and what I know are high-quality products. Great T-shirts with Liberty messages, powerful films, books, subscriptions to PrisonPlanet.tv, 11 memberships for five ninety five a month to spread the word. It's a win-win-win. It's mid-air refueling. It's how we fund ourselves. The Survival Shield proprietary nascent iodine, unlike anything else out there, any other iodine out there, and we sell the TheraSafe and the government-recommended stuff. We've got all that stuff, but the point is, this is what I take. You've heard the rave reviews, and I want to thank everybody. That's why I was laughing when we had just a guy show up when we were at the beach in San Diego and go, I got the survival shield. I mean, it just looked completely staged, even though it was completely real. What a great guy out there wearing an InfoWars Come and Take a T-shirt. But that's what this all comes down to, is that we're able to reach this many people because folks are voting with their dollars and supporting the InfoWars operation and have made us strong so we can stand against the attacks and stand against so much more. So I salute you all. We have more of it in at InfoWarsLife.com. And check out the fluoride shield as well, not just the survival shield and how it supercharges the iodine. Uh, and then you can also check out the super male vitality as well, InfoWarsLife.com. Now, uh, let me get into some news and I'll do some overdrive because I've got to get to all this. I mentioned Hillary Clinton. Just remember who she is. She got caught forging stuff against Richard Nixon and covering stuff up about dirty tricks by the Democratic Party. And I'm nonpartisan. Nixon was a bad guy. Compared to Obama, he literally is like the second coming of little baby Jesus. I mean, that's how bad Obama and these people are. Here it is at a World Net Daily. 2008, this came out. We're just reminding you of this. Details of Hillary Clinton's firing from the House Judiciary Committee staff for unethical behavior as she helped prepare articles of impeachment against Richard Nixon have been confirmed by the panel's chief Republican counsel. Counsel confirms Hillary's fraudulent Watergate brief. Zelfman, a lifelong Democrat, called Clinton a liar and an unethical, dishonest lawyer. He contends Clinton was collaborating with allies of the Kennedys to block revelations of Kennedy administration activities that made Watergate look like a day at the beach. Her brief, Zeifman said, was so fraudulent and ridiculous, she would have been disbarred if she had submitted it to the judge. And then she got kicked out in, in 1974, and that happened, or 1975. This is the type of stuff that's going on with these people. Okay, I mean, and, and that's back then. She was in the CIA with Bill Clinton from the beginning. They're a total cutout family. That's actually come out in the congressional record. They were in London in the um, 70s after this running operations over there under the CIA section chief. And again, it's criminals in the CIA that have hijacked the government. And I personally have had enough of it. I mean, you want to shut off all the family farms, the regulations and stuff? You people are sick. You want to push abortion? You want to do all this? It's our duty to stand against this type of garbage. I talked about this yesterday in Washington's blog up on InfoWars.com. Did a great job boiling it down. Big banks launder hundreds of billions of illegal drug cartel money. And that's now been confirmed. 
by federal court documents that the DEA actually runs the Sinaloa drug cartel. That's right. The whole Mexican war is about cutting off Mexican cartels that don't launder their money with the government of the United States, which is a criminal hijack group. We'll be right back in overdrive. Visit Infowars.com or slash show for the free feeds. In the last 50 years, iodine has been phased out of our staple foods and replaced with the halogen bromine, a practice now banned in nations around the world. Guess what else is in the halogen family? Fluoride. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Jones here. In 1924, the federal government did the right thing and encouraged salt producers to add iodine. It's the good halogen on the periodic table. And the results are on record, reports documented, a 15-point IQ increase in areas that had previously been deficient in iodine. Bottom line, iodine is important. Unbound, clean, in a glycerin base, nascent iodine was the answer for myself and my family. You will find Survival Shield nascent iodine exclusively at InfoWarsLife.com. InfoWars Life Survival Shield nascent iodine isn't just for emergencies. I take it every day. That's InfoWarsLife.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Coast to coast. Direct from Austin, you're listening to the Alex Jones Broadcasting Network. Network. Big Brother. Mainstream media. Government cover-ups. You want answers? Well, so does he. He's Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. And now, live from Austin, Texas, Alex Jones. By the way, Watson updated his headline. Uh, Wells Fargo now denies plan to charge customers for domestic deposits. That's what J.P. Morgan Chase did, and turned out that was a lie. So we're going to post more copies of more people's letters. $5 fee for every paycheck deposited in checking or savings account, claims Florida woman. And that's what her letter with phone numbers on it says. And that's what other banks are moving to do as well. Uh, so this is just the classic backtracking uh, by these people. Uh, but speaking of that, let me just show you in our little file some of the past articles uh, on this subject. Wells Fargo to begin charging customers for deposits. Uh, that's InfoWars. Here's the Financial Times. U.S. banks warned Fed interest cut could force them to ch charge depositors. I mean, it's just, again, hey, they're launching drones. No, we're not, but we are. Hey, your letters are going out saying you're going to charge for deposits. No, we're not, but we are. I mean, it's just, I'm going to have Watson add all this in there and point out that it's an update. Uh, U.S. bank customers to pay for deposits if easy money fades away, RT. Bank warns Fed they will have to start charging depositors. Uh, that's uh, Tyler Durgan over at Zero Hedge. Could banks charge fees for deposits? CNBC getting you ready. Banks could charge fees for deposits. Guys, pull up the article about uh, J.P. Morgan Chase to uh, charge for cash deposits. I mean, uh, I mean, that was confirmed. At first they denied it, and then they go, oh, actually... Uh, we are, but I mean, this is the games that they play. Always the default denial, denial, denial. What did Bill Clinton famously say when he'd be caught raping women, using cocaine, all this stuff? He'd say, deny. It was, it's been recorded. All you do is deny, deny, deny. That's all you do. You just keep lying. <laughs> I don't care. Listen, if I was Sylvester and I was caught in 20 Bird's cage with 20 Bird in my mouth with feathers Falling out. I don't know about any 20 bird here. 
Oh, sucker and succotash. I don't know what you're talking about. I did not have sex with that woman, <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. I did not. I did not sell missile secrets to the communist Chinese. I, uh, I, uh, did not uh, for 10 years allow blood shipped out of the prisons. We do had HIV in it to be given to children and blood transfusions, even though I did. <laughs> you know, that doctor blew the whistle. We firebombed him. I didn't kill all these people that got in my way. I don't do nothing. I love you. Unbelievable garbage. Look at this. Police monitoring social media for death threats over Kelly Thomas verdict. And there are total cops in the comments. I even had them look at some of their IP addresses. We're looking at a story on that. These, they're so lazy. They're not even protecting their IPs. Cause, you know, we can go into there. It's on uh, that discus thing. So we don't have as much controls when it used to be on our system, but because of liability, uh, you know, we do it over there now. So it's not our issue. It's in the comments. That's who's, you know, doing some of the, uh, you know, if you threaten to kill people, discus takes you down. I mean, it does it on its own automated with computer bots. But I mean, there's cops and they're going, come on. Say what you really mean, patriots. Let's talk about how these cops need to be taken out. Trying to get people. And I've been in famous cases, you know, where the FBI shows up with a subpoena, a gag order. I go, well, the FBI was here, but I can't tell you why. People go, that's a fear-mongering hype. He's lying. Later comes out in the Associated Press. Our listeners on our comment board saying you wanted to kill the cop that shot the black guy who was handcuffed in the back and then lied about it. And all the cops lied with him. Just for no reason. The guy hadn't even done anything. They went and arrested that guy, and he's still in prison for that. And I could talk about it once it was in the news. I had the FBI here going, and if you break this gag order, you'll probably be indicted, or you'll be held in contempt. Don't tell people what we came here with a subpoena to get. And by the way, that's happened about five times I can remember with Secret Service and FBI. Don't go on the message boards and talk about how you're going to kill people. Now, you're everybody can talk about killing me all day, and nobody cares, but... Don't talk about killing one of the enforcers or they're coming after you. I mean, I just, and I'm telling you, they're on there right now trying to get people to do this. Here's another one. They got away with murdering my son, mother of police beating victim, NBC. Look, I'm out of time. I got to most of it. We'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, 11 a.m. Central, Infowars.com. You can watch the video feeds at PrisonPlanet.tv. Tonight, 7 o'clock, PrisonPlanet.tv.